Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where, you know, you're just living life and then all of a sudden you find correspondence in the late 2000s that belong in your house but don't belong to you. Who writes letters anymore, Hannah? Some people, you know, it's, it's sweet. There, there's something sweet about it. Sure. Sure. Anyway, this is our made-for-TV romance podcast. The kind, the podcast where we talk about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the types of movies that you find on Hallmark and Lifetime and everything, and that little gem up TV. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a gem because nobody watches it, but also they're like the most formulaic movies you've ever seen. Um, I kind of love up TV in its weird way. Um, so this movie... Uh, aired on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2021. And it was called Sincerely, Yours, Truly. There's an extra comma in there that I feel like shouldn't be there, but but it is there. Actually, I have a question about it. Because is yours truly commaed? Like in the phrase? I don't know. Because if you're thinking about it in like a terms of like sentence construction, construction, you could put a comma after yours truly because I'm yours, comma truly. Yes, I I hear that. It just doesn't really work in the title. I would agree it looks funky, but in terms of gr- gr- grammatical correctness, grammar, I don't know. I don't know either, but yeah. isn't punctuation a fun conversation? I sincerely, <laughs> yours truly, love talking about punctuation. <laughs> it is very entertaining. Um, but anyway, that's the movie we're talking about. Sincerely, yours truly. Um, and this is what Up TV has to say about this movie. When Haley finds a wedding ring with a letter hidden in a drawer in her new condo, she did? I didn't know that. she decides to write back and the mysterious lover replies starting a chain of letters and events that will change her life forever love does exist in the most unexpected places and it stars natalie hall and marshall williams whoo all right so uh okmf fave natalie hall plays Haley, and her bestie elisa run a not-for-profit focusing on getting city kids out into nature they are up for a grant and learn that they're a finalist as long as they submit their paperwork regarding their permanent office location well they don't have one of those but they're on it and we'll get one asap the solution a communal working space where they can have an office. Yeah, yeah. While figuring out their office plan, Alyssa finds a box of old letters in Haley's new condo. Deciding that they are allowed to read them, they open them up and realize they're love letters written to the condo's former owner. The letter writer does not sign the letters, but as Haley and Alyssa, and Alyssa read them, Alyssa or Alyssa? Alyssa. I, 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 I think it's Alyssa. Uh. Yeah, but as Haley and Elisa read them, they become deeply engrossed in the love story between Marisol and the techie poet. <laughs> That's how this, the letters are signed, techie poet. Because when I write love letters, I use a handle. 
Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Don't you? Sorry. <laughs> In, so, okay, in order to win the grant, Haley decides they need to butter up the fund that is giving it. So she goes to the farmer's market to get the funder's favorite jam. So just as she's wrapping up her purchase, someone else comes needing the exact same jam. But Haley has just bought the last of it because you need multiple multiple jars of jam. Why not? For bribery. Um, for bribery purposes, Sure. Um, Josh, played by Marshall Williams, makes up a story about his sick sister to try and sweet-talk Haley out of this jam, which would normally work, but not on her bribe gifts. Josh is left with only backup flavors of jam. Wah, wah. Mm, oh no. When Haley and Elisa move into their office at the shared working space, Josh is also there. His office space is being torn down, so he's had to move his nonprofit startup into the same location. And, surprise, he's the other finalist for the grant money, which is why he wanted the jam. His nonprofit wants to encourage kids to code while giving them creative freedom. So, Haley and Elisa finish reading the love letters and learn that Marisol left the techie poet without a word, and her engagement ring that he gave her was in the box with the letters. Like, who does that? (sighs) Feeling bad, Haley decides to write to the techie poet herself because, in an actually intelligent move, she doesn't want to send a priceless family heirloom diamond through the mail without checking that he still lives at this address. (laughs) So when he responds and she gets him the ring back, Elisa does some sleuthing and finds him on Twitter or this movie world equivalent of Twitter back when it was Twitter. Twitter. It'll always be Twitter in my heart. It will be. Yeah. Because Elisa is in solid best friend role, she sets up an account and starts communicating with techie poet as Haley. Going as the fairy godmother, because, you know, we don't use names. After about, I think, 12 hours, she lets Haley know that she's done this, and Haley takes up the correspondence from there. And these DM pen pals are born. Josh is enjoying communicating with this fairy godmother person, because, of course, techie poet is Josh. Just in case you couldn't get that already. That's anyway. Um, Josh is enjoying communicating with this fairy godmother person, but it's unsure. He, he's not sure it's wise to start something with the woman who is living in Marisol's old place. He still does not know what happened to her. And even though he's emotionally moved on, he's still really hesitant about getting into another relationship. So his tennis buddy is encouraging, so he ever so subtly suggests that he and this fairy godmother meet, which sort of freaks Haley out. And now Hannah is going to sing. <laughs> it had to be done, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, of course. <laughs> so it's, dear friend, I am so sorry about last night. It was a nightmare in every way, but together you and I will laugh at last night someday. Pizza! <laughs> he bought me pizza! <laughs> Beautiful. 
<laughs> Haley and Josh are in competition in real life, but are happy being virtual, nameless friends for now. Not meeting yet, but maybe one day? I don't know. But just as Josh is starting to feel like he can move on for, like, realsies from Marisol, Marisol shows up. You know, like, she's just, like, in his office one day. Because, you know, she's crazy. Uh, She just ditched to Japan for a year, but now, you know, wants him back. Uh, To which the entire world rightfully says, like, girl. (laughs) Like, what are you thinking? No. Oh, my God. To quote my other favorite movie podcast, I saw what you did. Baby girl, what is you doing? (laughs) I just think they're so great. Anyway, listen to I Saw What You Did, Pod. Um, Haley and Josh both pitch their nonprofits for the grant. And after having seen each other at work, plus being present in the room to hear these impassioned pitches, um, they both see the value of each other's work. They could be friends now, now that the the competition is essentially done. Um, They end up at the same park having pizza and hanging out. So Josh does the chivalrous thing and walks her home. When they arrive at Haley's door, he realizes where he is and puts all of these things together and knows now that Haley must be fairy godmother. Because remember, he knows where his ex lives. Haley lives in the same place that his ex lives. It's all coming together blah Haley thinks he might kiss her but then he's having a freak out so he leaves (laughs) Haley and Elisa talk and Haley admits that she has a thing for Josh techie poet has told her that Marisol resurfaced so she kind of just like assumes they're back together and has given up on him um and but she's like excited to see Josh in the office even if it's also the day that they're going to hear who won the grant money. Like, she's she's admitting to having caught some feels. Uh, so, Haley and Elisa get the call. And they have won the grant money. Huzzah! And Josh isn't in the office. So only his assistant, Lucy, sees their little dance party. You know, yay, we won the grant. Wah, wah, wah. But all is not lost. When Haley talks with Lucy in the break room, it turns out that Josh got a smaller grant because um, the funders believed in his vision so much as well. Great, so there are no losers in this situation. But then Lucy refers to Josh as a techie poet, and the record scratches for Haley. It's like, what'd you say? (laughs) So now the pieces have fallen into place for Haley. Yes. Haley finds Josh at the park as he's headed toward her house. He was going to go ask her out. Uh, They confirm for each other that they are, in fact, the DM pen pals they believe they are, and that they both caught the feelings. Josh asks Haley to dinner, so they kiss, and since one kiss means forever, plus they are in front of a fountain, and Haley loves Josh. Josh was always meant to end up with that condo, just, you know, a different person. I've also killed Katie. (laughs) Hannah, you know that was my across the universe, right? (laughs) 
just just so because because our list if 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 anyone's out there listening you might be very confused so there's that there's that moment in the movie clueless when Cher walks by a fountain and the fountain like goes up and she goes oh my god i love josh and there is a moment in in katie hannah history where we were at disneyland and the disneyland like there was a fountain that like changes color and flows that does beautiful things and i said oh my god i love josh and it's just one of those things and so when there was a fountain and it was a josh i was like this isn't across the universe i mean yeah there's a reason why i put it in the synopsis and you put it in to to be talked about as well because clearly it had to be talked about it had to be talked about oh my god so good so good Uh, oh wow okay okay this movie um Mm -hmm. i have i have i i have a lot of what the fucks but i also Uh, have mm -hmm. a lot of um this movie actually had some really great dialogue i just want to put it out there like there were some lines i laughed out loud on yeah um and one of them was one of my favorite things was um what she calls she calls elisa in like the middle of the night she says what could you have said on the phone that couldn't be said in 17 texts (laughs) (laughs) and that made me laugh really hard there was also another one i don't remember exactly what the line is but it was something like you know they're like can't this wait till tomorrow and she's like or we could talk about it now and like for the next 30 minutes (laughs) 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 like no perfect (laughs) Yeah, I, I I will say I did believe that Haley and Elisa were friends. That's true. They they had a Elisa and Haley had a really really good friendship. They had a great partnership. Um, I will I have a note. Um, so when they start reading all of these love letters, they're in this like little nook I think in Haley's condo or something, and there's beautiful ambiance. But there are like twenty candles lit just for ambience and i said okay i love candles but girlfriend has a lot of candles lit up just for she and lisa (laughs) oh you you kind of wanted them to be sitting outside on it was like an outside thing with their twinkle lights and it was you know it was beautiful it's one of my pretty parades um you want them to be like feeling all the emotions turn to each other and be like oh we're in love and i guess (laughs) yeah yeah I kind of feel like all the pretty moments were reserved for the best friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. Um, so, mm, I, I have a lot the, of notes, but you can you should start. Okay. First of all, this movie takes place in New York City. What? Does it? Yes. It does. I just decided, for absolutely no reason, but, you know, because... I decided it was Boston because it couldn't no. possibly be New York City. Well, they have a lot of establishing shots of New York, like Second Avenue or whatever. And there's there's even a moment where they have a, a establishing shot of a, I think it's an a Brooklyn R train train stop with like oh. the sun coming up on it, and it's definitely the R train. Um, but I, it's like, not one completely like didn't clock any i was i just i had decided it was in boston and 
that's where my brain put it. And no one was talking me out of it. <laughs> Boston, in terms of aesthetics, this makes much more sense if they were in Boston. But they are definitely in New York City. And it made me mad because, like, it, like, where would any of these loca- – they didn't even try to make any of these locations look like a city. First of all, her freaking townhouse, awesome, beautiful, fucking gorgeous. They keep talking about how, like, you know, oh, she, like, she bought it. It's her, it's her condo or whatever. She has purchased a home. Yes, yeah, she bought it. She's purchased a home, a whatever. It's New York City. That doesn't happen. No, that happens, obviously. But um, she purchased that home in particular. And there's this one line that her mom says is, they're talking about Elisa in this really, really weird way. And then she talks about Elisa's doorman. And the mom and Haley's mom says, why aren't you in a building with a doorman? Why do you still live in a walk-up? And I And then – I, then I remembered that she lives in this fucking cute little Parisian-looking condo. I'm like, how is that a step down from a freaking doorman, Mom? God damn it. Right. She she lives in something with historical charm as opposed to, like, chrome everything. Sure. Or even if it was, like, one of those, the, like, up, those Upper West Side doorman buildings that were built in, like, the 20s or something, you know? Like has all that art deco tiling <laughs> like no it's yeah, still you know, cuter than that. all the people in in only murders in the building are old or famous it's because you can't afford it otherwise <laughs> <laughs> it's true i had a i had a, a my playwriting professor lived in what would became a hotel but you could you had to walk through the hotel to get to her apartment because she held out and wouldn't sell it's pretty great love it uh well yeah um so i i will say i what bothers me a lot about the creation of this movie is i understand they needed to get to the letters really quickly but we don't get to go with them to find them like we don't like Haley's in the kitchen making tea and Elisa comes back being like, look what I found. And it's like, wait, I don't know how long you've lived there. I don't know if you're still unpacking. Where were these? Like, we don't really get any of that. Right. I think that's sad. I think I, I would have liked to know those kinds of details. Rather, like, I didn't need to see Haley making a cup of tea. I don't care about that. Maybe the, I, I feel like they probably couldn't figure out how to move the camera or yeah i mean i i understand that it's a logical like it's it's a filmmaking thing i also feel like we weren't supposed to go with like alisa without Haley, and if Haley wasn't gonna go do it like i don't know yeah but these letters man i totally feel you there there was a there were a lot of little moments in this movie that i think could have been filled in with something else but the big my biggest what the fuck in this movie is just the letters themselves because I don't sure it might be romantic I don't buy that a person is writing letters to their lover that they are actively dating and signing them techie poet like little love notes here and there sure maybe um, but full on, full on love letters to someone that I'm seeing multiple times a week, hypothetically. No, I would be creeped out. I would be. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, there's that. I have a lot of 
also issues with the the letters because first of all i assume they only have his side of the letters yes i don't know if she ever responded but i don't i mean every time i've written a letter there's usually like something to respond to even if it's just like a how are you kind of question or whatever like but they read this as if it's like a full story and they have all the parts but they shouldn't they be missing 50% I don't think they ever have it from her perspective because right. all the letters are just about his feelings about her except for when you glean from the other letters which I assume are the only ones that have been mailed um because they do have the address I assume I wouldn't assume the other ones have been mailed cuz why would you mail a letter to someone you're going to be seeing later in the week that's just a waste of stamp money um <laughs> but um like but i you can when they glean the fact she has ghosted him um right. that seems to be the only thing that's plot driven in terms of the letters otherwise it's here's all the ways that you make me a better man right right and so i don't really i don't there doesn't seem to be a lot of a story to be like wrapped up in for them but they are which is sort of strange where like I feel like usually when you get these letters like this where other people are reading somebody's love letters it's like oh like the old people and this is when they fell in love you know way back in the day and you have both sides and like they were separated by the war or whatever it is of course um so okay but that's not what we're getting it's modern so like he is sending those letters which is uh, yeah you're right it's weird until like she ghosts him and then it's like okay that's one way to get in touch with somebody try try sending them a letter see what happens um but i don't understand how he's only the techie poet because in theory you need to put a name on an address to get letters there don't you well, and that's yeah. You you well, not you don't always have to put a name on a return address. That's true. So if they only had his return address, but some of those letters. So this is what I mean by like if I make if I'm making the analytical leap, just me being Katie, which is why I say I believe that the letters that were about the ghosting were the only ones that were mailed. Otherwise, the envelopes that had the other letters don't didn't have any writing on them. So I think he just like hand delivered them. Okay. But what made me mad was when you find out that she, when Marisol comes back and she's like, I pieced to, to, to Japan because I wanted to travel. And I was like, what a beautiful way of having letter writing if they were writing to each other while she was traveling and then she changed her mind. Like, wouldn't that have been a little bit better? And then, like, she left them when she had moved or something? Okay. Mar- I want to get into Marisol because, like, baby girl girl, what is you doing yeah um so she decides that she's not ready for marriage i guess and she gets scared packs up her life i guess sells her condo though i was a little confused about her owning it in the first place but i you know like she she had somebody else pack it up for her i like i don't really get the how this sale happened that that part's very confusing she 
doesn't send the ring back. And I know she says she loses it in, like, the box and, you know, they find it, whatever. But, like, this girl does not know how to be a human and, like, respect other humans. Because, like, for her to just ditch, not even say, like, I'm so sorry I lost your ring, which is why I can't return it, to, like, be like, I don't want to do this. You know, she like, okay, she's scared. She doesn't want to. He's clearly into letters. Write him a fucking letter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But like, she ghosts. She travels to Japan. And then when he says, like, oh, but the person who is in your condo now found the ring and sent it to me, so I have it. She's like, oh, wow, that's great. That's a sign that we should be together. It's like, <laughs> what? Also, like, she clearly must have instructed her family to be like, don't tell him where I am. Yeah. Because he t- he says he ran into her brother and is like, and her brother was like, oh, I'm so sorry of what happened. But her brother wouldn't say where she was. And you would think that her brother could say, you know, she got cold feet. She didn't, she didn't want to do this. She left the country. Yeah. For a while, I was I was worried that Marisol had died in like a affair to remember sort of way, or she was like in a coma somewhere. But then I was like, but then what kind of fucking brother would he have been if he had hugged him and said like, "I'm sorry about what happened," and yeah. not invited him to the funeral or to the hospital? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, like I'm glad it wasn't that, but it was just like this girl. I just, I was so angry when she showed up and was like, let's talk. I want to get back together. And he, I mean, thank God he was like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. Because like, but like he sort of kind of thought about it for a minute. And I'm like, no, n- no one who treats you like that at one point is not going to potentially treat you like that later. Of course. Like, no. Ooh. I- I'm I'm glad that it didn't really seem like Josh was entertaining the idea of getting back together, except um, techie poet inferred that maybe he was because of the what you hear about how they how Haley felt about whatever was in the DMs later. Um, But I didn't get the impression that Josh was ever entertaining getting back together. Yeah. But like, I don't know. He seemed to like be like need outside validation that he made the right choice. Yeah. This is another movie where I'm not sure how time works. No, time time is absolutely bananas. Like, super banana pants. Like, I, and I'm just going to skip. There's a lot around, but there's a lot around it, especially with certain costume changes. Like, after the pitch, she plays hooky, and then now she's in a different outfit, and then they happen to run into each other later. I don't know. Whatever. So but many things like that. Yeah. So many things. And then, like... And then, and then the jam, like she buys the jam and then it seems like days later is the pitch, but she says to Josh when they're buying the jam that he could come back the next day. I'm like, well, then why didn't he? If like the pitch is like days later. Um, But the biggest one is the end because one of the thing, one of the ways they got together was because they both follow this pizza place that sends them text messages. I don't know. And it says something about like when she's like, oh, we got the grant. Um, but where's Josh? Now I've realized he's techie poet. Where's Josh? And Lucy says um, something about tiramisu. Yeah. And she's like, I know where he is. And then it is nighttime. <laughs> she has time to go change into like really insensible shoes and another outfit. And 
and and I'm like, it's dark. How long? And it's dark. It's thank you. It's dark outside. All this, and she's like, why would I think he'd be here? I'm like, I don't know because how long does it take for someone to eat tiramisu? (laughs) Like, he was doing it in the afternoon. Oh, I didn't even think it was the the afternoon. It seemed like she walked into the office, which I'm going to, you know, say she's she's a late. She seems to be a late person, so maybe like ten ten thirty. Sure. Got the call. Got the account. So I'm going to say it is no later than noon, and that's really generous. I agree. Um, and then it's nighttime. And then it's nighttime. Also, okay, can we talk about this tiramisu text? Because the way it is talked about in the movie, I couldn't decide if this was a real tiramisu text that they just both happened to get or if only they got it for some reason. And it <laughs> then was I want that and fairy that, godmother. I like it, it's such a strange like nobody else seems to get it. Like are the two of them just on this weird listserv that like only the two of them know about? Like it's very strange. About Yeah, I times. had to re- I had to rewind the first time with the pizza, with the pizza deal, like, because she's like snuggling in bed, her phone is going off, and she looks at the phone, and it's like this, this pizza deal, and she was like, oh, oh my god, how rude, or she like laughs at it, and yeah. the, but the way it's presented, it's like, was this something that we were supposed to know about? <laughs> yeah, it's in any it's sort very, of way? Right, like, it would make more sense if she, like, every day you saw her get, like, a coupon for something. And then about, you know, two-thirds of the way through, you find out that, oh, he's also getting these coupons. Yeah. But, I agree. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I did I, – I thought the same thing about the outfit changes. I thought the same thing about time. Um, I also want to talk about how she is uh, – you know, like she's very in tune about certain things – and is an insensitive bitch about others. Specifically, she is burning strong incense in a shared workspace. Yes. And then has the audacity to be upset when he is like, that's pungent. Please stop. <laughs> I had the exact same note. It's like that's like well that's why I keep it with the door closed. I'm like no bitch, that's not how air works. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, like what? No. Also, incense is not for offices. Incense is for home. All I could think of is like, oh my god, so many people have like sense issues, sensitivities. Yeah, like absolutely. There is a reason why you really should be like low key on the perfume for your regular day because you have to be around other people who are going to not necessarily like it or even be able to breathe it (laughs) you know like people are allergic and it like it was the kind of it was like what vanilla and sandalwood and i was like i bet you there are people who like are legitimately allergic to that plus it's smoke like what are you doing exactly Exactly. <laughs> what made me laugh about that be- is because, like, not too long after that, she's having lunch with her mom and – or s- she's talking with her mom at some point, And she goes, I think I like Josh Burns. 
out of nowhere. And she's like, oh, it's a boy. She goes, yeah, but I don't think he likes me because he gave me shit about me burning my incense. And so you know that that scene is before it. But she had given no indication before this at all that she was starting to catch any feels for Josh. So it was sort of like a... I, it went out of there it like I don't know it just made no sense and then the mom was like yeah the incense is bad for me too and she goes oh I guess so right <laughs> okay since we're here her relationship with her mom is weird right did you find it weird I found it too close if I was basically writing let's just call them texts like flirty texts back and forth with somebody I don't think I'd ever show my mom (laughs) that's weird (laughs) okay yeah that is that is weird I might tell my mom about it because I'm I actually kind of liked their relationship because I only in so far as the mom had a great line of saying, well, you've already shut me out of your work life. You shut me out of your home life. The only thing I have left to talk about is your love life, which I thought was a really great line because usually a Hallmark parent is straight to the love life. They don't even touch the other stuff. Right. And I liked how she gave her mom shit about dating 15 years after their father died and it's like, you know, sexy butcher. And I, I liked that as two sure. a gr- a grown women – um, mother-daughter relationship notwithstanding, it's fun to kind of dish. I wish I could dish with my mom having a relationship. Alas. Um, but I would never show any sort of cute text messages to my mom from yeah, my husband. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess I'm sort of there with you. Like, the, their, their relationship in person seemed okay. Like, I don't know. It just, it felt like it was weird lines. Because also, the home life stuff, it's like, Really? Like, you you don't let your mom, like, have opinions about, like, I, I assumed it was, like, dish towels and stuff beyond, like, the fact that she sure. doesn't like where she bought. But, like. Well, she, and she was, her mom was giving her shit about the condo that she bought. Right. Which, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think um, a parent to a millennial is ever going to bitch about the fact that they bought a home. Um, they're going to be like, you did it! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it was like, okay, like, you could shut down that, like, no bitching about my condo. Okay. Then, but, like, it's okay to, like, get that up in my love life is weird. I, I agree. guess is where it was. Um, the other thing I wanted to figure out is... Elisa setting up that Twitter account. Okay. Because I didn't get it. Because I think it was on Haley's phone. I, I couldn't tell. I, I, did she have, did Elisa have Haley's phone the whole well, time? They were, they were at the coffee shop place and then she started, she found it and found the techie poet online, which like, that is a, Big ass jump to be like, I went on Twitter and found somebody with the same handle as what this rando signs his love letters with. It must be the same person. She thought he was, she confirmed it was the same person because he seemed to be writing with the same kind of voice, which I think is suspicious. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but, but like, I was gonna, I'm going with it. But then she definitely, like, is there on this phone chatting back and forth. And then she hands Haley the phone to keep going that night. So it must be Haley's phone. Or she gave her the login information. I don't know. This movie has so much what the fuckiness to it. Yeah. Like even even like when they have that moment where Josh figures it out and Haley thinks she's going to kiss him and Josh leaves. All of a sudden, Elisa is there. And she's like, I was on my way home and I saw him going to like what hap- what was happening there. And then it feels like Elisa lives with Haley at some point. But no, they talked about her having a doorman. So how does she live nearby with a doorman? I don't know. She is she they do say like she's like a neighbor or something. But I, then I do not know what this neighborhood is because it is clearly a neighborhood full of very, very different socioeconomic housing options yeah it's it's crazy this movie the super bonkers bananas way too many bonkers bananas issues i i was like my brain was imploding half like so many different points in this all right should we jump into hallmark comics yes let's do it yes please um she is a finalist oh my gosh girls drink tea You can fall in love with someone based only on their words. Yes. They found hidden secret love letters to begin with. Um, Her best friend is both her neighbor and her business partner. Oh, I love that. They took the last one and the other person wanted it. (laughs) There is some unwarranted antagonism. Mm-hmm. Which is shown when they keep running into each other. <laughs> he was engaged once. Yeah, he was. And she's a year out from heartbreak. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is one that we haven't talked about before, but I feel like this was like the epitome of it to me. Okay. The friend is supportive of the lead getting the guy, even though the friend has just as much or more right to be the love interest. Thank you for bringing that up because <laughs> I loved that interaction where Haley was like, Elisa, you should do this. Like, why don't you fall in love with the techie poet? And she's like, no, I'm dating a dog walker. <laughs> um, but I, I love that trope. You're absolutely right. Because it, it was like, the, like, Elisa seemed way more into the idea of being the fairy godmother than Haley ever did. Why? Okay, she's a fairy godmother, but the first time Haley wrote, she said, "Your granola fairy godmother," and I was like, "Why? What granola fairy godmother?" It made me so angry, Hannah. I don't. It was so irrational, irrationally angry. Granola fairy godmother. What? Because she likes the outdoors. But it's the, it's the only time they say granola. And, like, <laughs> but they don't even make granola. She would be the tomato fairy godmother, if anything, because they keep talking about her fucking tomatoes. <laughs> Sorry. And Swiss chard. <laughs> and Swiss chard. Okay, my next Hallmark Hallmark is also food-related because leaving behind a perfectly good pastry uneven, un- uneaten. They just leave their food. 
Uh, they are competitors. They are. Um, complaining about the real life version of the person they're talking to on the internet <laughs> or in letters <laughs> or, yep. or chalkboards. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a deadline is looming, but they're focused on messaging each other. <laughs> <laughs> they do literally bump into each other. Oh, that's true. Uh, I would say there is some light deception. Uh, there is uh, no communication, and by that I mean between Marisol and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and often between Josh and Haley. Sure. As well. Yeah. So, um, and the, my last one goes back to the text message coupons is that they both get the same, like, advertisements that bring them to special places. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like Cheesecake and uh, stuff mm-hmm. um and that one thing um i have two more um we have boomer wisdom um i love the mom's bubble speech about like um afraid of what happens when the love bubble bursts um i thought that was really really nice um and my last one is that he is always the one that figures it out first in all of these shop around the corner iterations he always finds out now it's different than what we how we usually see it um but uh, he was the one that noticed it First. To be fair, he does figure it out first and shop around the corner. So it doesn't bother me as a trope, but I get it. Sure. It just always bugs me because when we're t- – I know if you're going to use the same tropes and people are always, like, messing around with tropes all the time, wouldn't it be fun to at one time give the woman the power of the knowledge? Yeah. But instead, she's always kept in the dark longer. I mean, in this one, she does figure it out on her own as well. It's not yeah. the big reveal, which is different. I did, which, which I did appreciate instead of him knowing about it for days and lying to her, which is usually how it goes. You're absolutely right. This felt a little bit more clean. <laughs> right, because he had a freak out and actually they never saw each other again before she figured it out. That's true. Very true. Pretty Parade? Um, I sort of talked about my first one um, with the, like, rooftopy place with where they read the letters with all the twinkle lights and the candles. It was just very pretty. Yeah. Good ambiance. For sure. Um, speaking of, like, her house is just cute. The exterior is everything I'd ever want if I had a little condo townhouse. It's so adorable. So there are these long like drop earrings like they're they're on like a chain uh they're they look like a leaf a white leaf that natalie hall is wearing when they read his letter that he wrote to her thanking her for like returning his ring um mm-hmm. and i just thought they were very pretty yeah i loved the red tank top black and white skirt look that she had when they mm-hmm. were eating pizza. And her hair just looks perfect. Um, the red is like really great on her. Um, and they also, in the coffee shop they go to all the time, there was really beautiful mosaic tile on the staircase that I just thought was really nice. Pretty. Nice. Across the universe. You already stole mine. Oh, Mom. So oh my God. She loves Josh. Um, and we've already talked about, you know, it is shop around the corner. Um, there was one moment where she says, swallow your pride. 
At which, and then my brain just went, sacrifice yourself on the altar of dignity. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you embarrassed the girl. Sacrifice yourself on the altar of dignity. Uh, that That is uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, now that means I have to do a, re- a rewatch of that. Um, new and noteworthy? I didn't have any. Did you? I I have one, and I'm a little surprised that you don't that we haven't talked about it yet. Okay. Girlfriend has sneakers in her bag to change into after the pitch. Okay. I think we should just touch on the fact that her shoe choices are bananas. Banana pants. Um. So yes, she does have sneakers, and she changes into them as if she can't walk in heels. Which I have no problem with at all. Except for the next time we see her, she's in high-heeled espadrilles. So what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> I, but I did appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciated it. And then the last thing we see her in these really god-awful, like, stilettos. The kind that has the platform on the toe, too. And yeah. Like, like, what? It, really? It, the only time she even mentions, like, oh, my feet hurt is when she's changing into those sneakers. She is in heels the rest of the movie. It's a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> little bit. Little bits of uh, of uh, progress. <laughs> um, supporting shout out? I think the closest one that is really mom to me, but I didn't really put anybody. Okay. Um, I decided that Lucy, his assistant, is the best type of employee because she is a no-nonsense kind of employee, but is, like, also there to talk shit. And I love that. Love that. <laughs> Where she's yeah, just Lucy's like, great. she's like, let's do work, let's do work, let's do work. Fuck these other people here. <laughs> yeah. They suck. <laughs> they suck. And then he's like, oh, she shouldn't have said that. And they're, you know. But I was like, you know what? No. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with the, she she can have her opinions. Yeah. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. Uh I gave it a seven. I said, it's fine. He looks like he's having a better time than she is. <laughs> but I really hate that the last line of this movie, right before they kissed, is my dearest poet, I wanted to smack her. <laughs> like, gross, stupid, bad, no. <laughs> 100% agree. I gave it a 7.5. Okay. Only because when – okay, so the first they, – they kiss kind of twice. So the, she's, they kiss. She says the awful line about my dearest poet, um, and then they kiss again. And the way he – the way he leans in and, like, cups her face, uh, I thought it was – I thought it all looked fine except the line sucked. And – the first run-in was a little bit of a tepid connection, but the second run-in was a little bit more passionate and sweet. But I wanted it to be – the way he's holding her face warranted more – you yeah. know? Yeah. So, like, that would have put me closer to an 8, 8.5. But cause, just because the ambiance is so good, um, yeah. I was mad. No, I'm, I'm, I'm mad with you. It. I'm with you on that. So, Katie, would you suggest others watch this movie? This was really tough for me. I'd say ultimately yes, 
because it is a sweet movie. It's There's some pretty stuff in it. It's kind of cute. Love me some Natalie Hall, even though this is far from my favorite version of Natalie Hall, for sure. She's a little bit too... She's a little bit too breathy um, in the whole thing. <laughs> um, the time jumps, the non-New York City realism, just like, and all of the freaking... I don't know. There was too many what-the-fucks for me, so it really made my brain hurt. But if... But overall, it was sweet. So, yeah, sure, why not? How about you? Um, it really comes down to the fact that I am a sucker for Shop Around the Corner movies. Yeah. Um, so I have to go with yes. Yeah, it's it's not my least favorite Shop Around the Corner made-for-TV adaptation. Of course not. Um, so just that in itself means, like, yeah, of course I watch it. <laughs> like... It's it's cute enough, and it, it, you know, especially if you go in with, like, turn off the brain, do not think about shit, you'll have a better time. As with most of these movies, mm-hmm. turn off mm-hmm. the brain, you'll have a, you'll have a grand time. Grand yes. time. Well, well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, threads, Facebook, X, ugh. Uh, one kiss means forever where the one and the four are numerals and we are trying to live tweet the new Hallmark movies as much as possible Uh, we're on there we'll let you know and if you would like to write to us you can write us a handwritten letter and then uh, scan it and email it to when kiss means forever at gmail.com and that's all spelled out like it is on our logo I was about to say Katie where are you having them send this <laughs> what thank you for not giving my full address out that would that's I'm not ready for that thanks um, no. <laughs> and thank you as always to Flint Pastures for intro outro music his stuff's on Apple Music Spotify and SoundCloud <laughs> you can get his stuff there <laughs> And thanks just so much for listening. We've been doing this a long time at this point, and um, we hope that we're not just speaking into the echoes of podcast chasms, but um, even if we are, we have a good time. So thanks for being here. We do have a good time. All right. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye.